Our gospel passage tonight says that the Word became flesh and lived among us. And when I think about this, I wonder if that was a mistake. I mean, becoming flesh and living among us. John says that this Word that became flesh, it lived in the world, that the world was created through Him, and yet the world did not recognize Him. God became flesh. And again, I wonder if that was a mistake, because when He did become flesh, we didn't realize who He was. There was a story a few years ago in the Washington Post about an experiment that the paper put together. And I think this experiment can serve as a parable for us on a night like tonight. The people at the Washington Post decided with this experiment that they would ask the finest musician, Joshua Bell, a world-renowned violinist, to play the most elegant music, masterpieces, tested by the centuries on one of the most expensive violins ever made, uh, the one Joshua Bell bought for $3.5 million. And they would have him play at the LaFont Metro Station in Washington, D.C. at rush hour. The purpose of the experiment was to find out if people would recognize genius, whether in an ordinary situation, at an inconvenient time, whether beauty would, would capture, would, would transcend, would bring people to a halt. An experiment where every passerby would have to decide whether they would stop for a few minutes, whether they would pass by slightly annoyed, or maybe even throw a few bucks to him. Now, the Washington Post, uh, they worried about crowd control. They were sure that the people of Washington, D.C. were of the sophisticated type and that many would recognize Joshua Bell. They feared that they, this might create a crowd and, and the crowd would attract more people. Flashes of the camera would go off and a log jam of pedestrians would occur. They, they were afraid of this and yet they decided to move forward anyway. This is what the experiment looked like. Joshua Bell stood by an escalator. Off to one side stood a shoeshine stand. On the other, a kiosk selling newspapers, lottery tickets, and adult magazines. It was doing a brisk business. The, the magazines were selling well, but especially the lottery tickets, the Powerball, and the Daily Six. Those in line were hoping for a lucky number. And of course, they were in luck because while they were standing there, they would hear one of the finest violinists, if of course they were of the mind to listen. The acoustics were good. In fact, it was a, a full sound. Joshua Bell began with one of the Bach partitas, the Chacon, which he describes as not being only one of the finest pieces of music, but as one of the great achievements in the history of the world. He begins to play. For three minutes, he is, he is wrapped up in the music. But then 
he begins to notice that no one is noticing. Finally, someone lingers for a while. Someone else puts in some money. He had a hat in front of him. So that at the end of 43 minutes, that's how long he played, 1,097 people passed by. Seven lingered for a minute or more with 27 people throwing in some money. So at the end of 43 minutes, he had collected $32.17. Now everything was, was on tape, and when the reporter played back the tape, there was Joshua Bell playing his music and people just rushing past him. Joshua Bell was, was unseen, unheard, unnoticed, almost otherworldly as if a ghost. And then the reporter writes, as I watched the tape, it occurred to me it was he who was real and all the others were ghosts. Now, why wasn't he heard? I mean, he made a lot of noise. You can see sometimes people on their cell phones talking louder as they pass by Joshua Bell hoping to be heard over this distraction. When they asked the experts what happened, uh, the director, the, the chief director of the National Gallery, said it's art without a frame. Art without a frame. He said it's not in the proper context. He said if you came into my gallery and, and took a, a piece, maybe an abstract modern piece, and you took it down and you put it in a coffee shop up next to some other paintings and you put a sticker for $500, he said nobody would buy it, even if the gallery paid $5 million for it. Someone else who has written a book on beauty and art and ordinary life, John Lane says, there is a growing lack of interest in our modern world for beauty. It's not that we don't have the capacity for beauty, it's just that it's irrelevant for us. And then he ends by saying, and yet what is life for if not to stand and stare? I love that line. What is life for if not to stand and stare? Everyone seemed to have missed it except for one group of people. There was one group of people who consistently stood and stared, or at least tried to, and that was children. Every child that appears in the video wants to stop, and every child is being yanked along by a parent down an elevator into the underbelly of the city. There's one little boy who keeps fighting with his mother because he wants to stand and listen to the music. You know, Billy Collins, the poet, he laughingly observed once that every child, every baby is born a poet because of the beating of his mother's heart, which is an iambic meter. But life, he says, chokes off the poet in the child. And then the reporter says, perhaps that's true with music. And perhaps we can say, perhaps that's true with God. 
Joshua Bell, at the end, he was aghast. And he said that the most uncomfortable moments during the 43 minutes was after each piece he played because there was no applause, no bravo. It was uncomfortable knowing that no one had heard him and he wondered how that could be. There was only one woman who recognized him, a woman named Stacy Furcala. She was not an expert in classical music, but several weeks before, she had gone to a free concert at the Library of Congress, and, and Joshua Bell had played at that concert. On the tape, you can see her going into the metro, and all of a sudden, she sees him. She recognizes his glory. And on the camera, what you see is her grinning from ear to ear. And then she just stands front and center, 10 feet away, and does not move until Joshua Bell is finished. Here's what she said when she was interviewed. She said, it was the most astonishing thing I had ever seen in Washington. Here was Joshua Bell, a world-renowned violinist, playing at rush hour, and no one stops. No one even listens. She says, someone flipped him a quarter. A quarter, can you imagine? I wouldn't flip anybody a quarter. And then she says, I was thinking, what kind of city is this in which I am living that can do something like this? And then I thought that the Word became flesh. The Word who was God, the Word who through all things were made, the Word came into the world, and the world did not recognize Him. Even though it was made by Him, it didn't recognize Him. And yet a few did see him and know him, and they, they recognized him as being of the glory of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, in this context tonight, uh, as we worship here or worship at home, tonight, in this context, the art is framed in a sense, right? Jesus is framed, in a sense, and we want to say that we recognize him. This is, this is the word, the word that was with God, the word that was God. This is the word that became flesh, and we have beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten, and he was full of grace and truth. But here's, here's the question for us. When you remove that frame, when you, when you take that frame away and you move out into the world after this service, will you still recognize him? Will you still know him? The word that became flesh, the one who promised to never forsake us. One more thing. Wherever he is recognized, Wherever the presence is understood, there you will have praise. Because 
the presence of glory and the presence of praise, they're inseparable. So on this night, let us behold this child and praise him. Amen.